Wealth Tactic Rebels, ingenious tactics to accumulate wealth for people who see things differently. Welcome to another discussion with Wealth Tactic Rebels, the podcast for people who see things differently. I'm your host, Kevin Dumont. I've been thinking differently in the wealth field for, well, nearly 15 years now. Today, we're joined by a lovely guest, Alexandra Bresta. Hey, Alex, how are you today? I am awesome. I'm really excited to dive into this purposeful and profitable conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. And in case you haven't guessed by what Alex just said, we're today talking about aligning purpose with profit. Yes. So as usual, I think I will let Alexa talk about Alexa. <laughs> so if you wouldn't mind sharing with our Wealth Tactic Rebels listeners a little bit about where you came from and what inspired you to get to where you are today. Yeah, I love that question. So I started a company called Purpose Pioneers with my business partner, Thomas, and yep. that was built on the belief that we really believe in creating a world where people fully align what they do to make money with what they do to experience meaning and fulfillment. It's mm. that beautiful sweet spot between purpose and profit. And mm. I'll get a little bit more into how I see purpose and profit. But I really believe that we live in this beautiful time in the marketplace and the economy where we have so many options. Yeah. And now we have to take that opportunity to our advantage and do what it is that we want to do. Because we really can make anything freaking profitable. We really, really, really can. Like the things that I see and the products I see and the jobs that I see, like people will stuff into existence. Yeah. And again, we just live in the most beautiful opportune time to live in that balance. So belief and just really being obsessed with that and how to figure that out and how to do that, that inspired me to start my business and empower other leaders and entrepreneurs to put their purpose first and really live in that beautiful sweet spot. That's true. So good because it is definitely a world where if you have an idea, you can get it out there for people to hear and see it now. You know, with Instagram and podcasts and YouTube and Facebook, Twitter, and there's so many options. The list is endless almost. Right. It's not like anything that's ever happened before. That's what I'm saying. So we have social media to take advantage of having our voice heard, getting it out to people. And then we have the opportunity to really understand entrepreneurship, understand business, even understand purpose-driven business to make that idea mm-hmm. a reality. Like our ideas don't just have to stay in our head and they don't just have to stay dreams. Mm-hmm. If it's transformative yep. and it's solving a real need, guess what? That's going to be the most profitable idea you've ever had. And it's going to mean something to you. Right. That's fantastic. I mean, growing up, I don't know about what your experience was, but it's like you go to school to get a career. Right. And people always seem to talk about or have the attitude that Ugh, it's work. You know, it's not, like you're saying, a purpose that drives them. They don't feel excited about it. Exactly. You know, I thought that was me in my life. Just kind of find something I'm good at. Never thought about finding something that I also get some fulfillment out of. That's how I Here's what's cool. When you flip that on its head, and this, I think, is what we need to do as a society, Mm. (laughs) and, Mm. and especially in education, if we flip it on its head and first go with what's really meaningful to us, then we actually become really good and we develop skills. Mm. So I don't think it's skills first because I think we're so smart as human beings and we're Mm -hmm. so resourceful that we can pretty much learn any skill if we have to or we want to. So it's like, let's reverse engineer it. Like, what is meaningful to me? How do I want to serve? How do I want to help people? And then you'd be surprised at the skills that you learn and what you become good at. The things that I've become Mm. good at, I'm like, how did this even happen? I didn't even... 
fathom that I, I'm now like a wizard at these certain things. <laughs> right. And it's funny too, because my son just turned 17 at the week that we're recording this. He just turned 17 here in September. And he was just mentioning, oh, you just hear him sighing like that. What's, what's going on? And he says, I don't know what I got to do with the rest of my life. I said, whoa, slow down. You're 17. You get a lot of time to figure that out. You know, <laughs> so, you know, the school, they want me to figure it out so that I can, you know, pick a college and, whew. but it seems like that's the way to go. But what you're saying is start the other way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think education, the current education environment was built for the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. Go mm -hmm. figure out a skill that you're good at, get really good at that skill and then get hired for your skill, work at that company for 30, 40 years retire and then go live a ball in life an amazing life <laughs> right 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 and again we only have these opportunities now because of the internet and because of this hyper connected world and we have all these options so right. that's why i'm so grateful for the innovation that has happened but it's now up to us to act in our sovereign free selves mm -hmm. and go that structure no longer works for me. Like your son, tell him to listen to this podcast episode. <laughs> like, hey, I probably will. <laughs> like, and I'm so passionate, especially with millennials and mm. with the younger generation. Like, hey, if you don't want to do that, you don't have to. Right. I promise you. Yeah. So yeah, it's about reverse engineering the beliefs that we've been taught for a long time. Yeah. And as long as we do it with love and understanding and empathy, we can just build on was already built. Mm. I agree. So. Let's backtrack for a second here. Yeah, you, yeah. you talk about aligning what you do with what brings you meaning fulfillment. Can you explain more about what that means and how that can benefit our listeners? Yes. This is this is my favorite part, breaking this down, because it's, it's, <laughs> it might feel like it's a little complex. Right, right. But it's very simple. Okay. So this is how I see purpose. Purpose is your gift. Mm -hmm. I believe we're all born with innate abilities, natural gifts, things mm -hmm. that we love that we're really good at. So mm -hmm. for me, it's leading, it's speaking, it's understanding like different types of problems and looking at them in a different way. These are my natural gifts. Right. And the beauty of a natural gift is nine and a half times out of 10, that's how you want to help people. Right. So for me, I always said, I want to be a CEO and a motivational speaker. So, and that came from my gifts, leading, speaking, creative problem solving. So you got to get clear on what are your gifts. And here's the most important part. You have to own them. Don't let anybody tell you that, oh, no, that gift won't go anywhere. Just get a real job, all that crap. Like, you got to, right. You, you know what the real jobs are? There's freaking 17-year-olds make a million dollars from their damn Instagram on their phone. So You know, you got a point there. Today's world, yes, that, that does exist out there. That's what I'm saying. So your purpose is your gifts. And what makes you tick and what just brings you so much joy mm. and most importantly, owning them. And now the profit side mm. is what are the needs in the marketplace that people want solved? And mm. here's the cool part that goes for if you're an entrepreneur or if you don't want to be an entrepreneur and you want to work for an awesome company. Mm. So if you're an entrepreneur, but we'll do both. You got to figure out a real need in the marketplace that people want solved. So if you're just doing something like vanity products or like, uh, it's not really that deep of a pain, yeah. you might see some success, but people buy when they're in pain. Right. And the beauty of purpose-driven business is you're solving a pain, but in a beautiful, transformative way. Mm. 
So that's for entrepreneurship. But if you want to work for an awesome company, think about why are you so valuable? Why does that company need you? Not just for your skills, not just because you can do great Excel spreadsheets or you can do this really well. Right. Again, these are your gifts. Why are your gifts so valuable and why do they need you? What's the pain that you're solving as an employee for that company that no, if they hire anybody else, they're not going to get it done the way that you can. So it's that beautiful balance of connecting your gift with a real transformative need in the marketplace. Right. And like you said, it works whether you're working for a corporation or you're starting a corporation. Right. Exactly. It goes either way. And this is why, especially if you are working for a company, you have to go beyond skill sets. It's not just about the skill sets. It's about the soft skills. Are you an empathetic listener? Are you a badass that gets stuff done? Like, do you go above and beyond? Or can you think in a really unique way? Like the skills you can teach anyone, the hard skills, it's the soft skills and the grit and the determination and the passion and the purpose Mm -hmm. that I think corporate companies are looking for in employees. Sure. True. Do you think that, I mean, I know your specialty is more with the entrepreneur side, but if, Actually, maybe this applies to entrepreneurs too. If you figure out, you know, they listen to you and now they've figured out what their purpose and passion is and they're trying to apply it to whatever they're currently doing, if they're not finding it fitting, maybe they're doing the wrong thing? Yes. It's not that what how they feel is wrong, that purpose and that passion. That right. is right. That is your higher self speaking to you. That's your soul coming out. Right. Now, if you're trying to fit your purpose into a box, it ain't ever going to work. You're right. going to feel unfulfilled. You're going to be like, why isn't this working? You're going to try and make practical, logical sense. So yeah, you might. And I don't like to say, it's not even like you're doing the wrong thing. You're not doing what's aligned with you. Right. And I say this especially to 20, 30-year-olds. Once you uncover what makes you tick and you try and fit it into your freaking job that you're working at and you're finding that it's not working, Mm. don't try and fix it. Go just rise above and go find something that's aligned with you. And yeah. then you'll be surprised at the fulfillment and the joy and the productivity that you'll find in that. Yep. Interesting point of view. I like it. So, but I mean, there's got to be a way for them to get there. So yeah. what steps can our listeners take to help them to have more meaning fulfillment in what they're doing? Whether they're an entrepreneur or working in a corporation or whatever it is. Because I mean, I think it applies universally. Yeah. At least somewhat. I totally agree. Although a majority of the work that I do is with entrepreneurs. Right, right. I, I do a lot of speaking for companies and I, right. I talk to the employees. So yeah, this does apply. I mean, I, well, cause I think the one of the reasons why you do it more with entrepreneurs is probably because they're actively seeking that fulfillment. That's why they became an entrepreneur. Right. right? <laughs> exactly. So my way in is a little bit easier. <laughs> right, right. That's why I like to do speaking engagements where I'm speaking to employees to just start to plant those seeds. But back to your question. So, I'm a crazy person about decisions. I love the dichotomy of decisions and what it takes to make a decision. And that's what I think is the starting point to uncover what makes you tick and figure out what brings you joy and meaning and fulfillment in your business or in your job. It's about making the decision to uncover that and to do that deep work. Mm. So I see so many people, they come to me, they're like, Alex, I want to live a purposeful life. I want to do all this stuff. Like, okay, then let's start doing it. You got to do the deep work first. And they're like, oh, no, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good on that. Let me just go to my comfort zone. (laughs) So it's making the, I know this might sound like, hold on, this isn't just like, what type of answer are you giving me? It really is making the decision. Right. 
to want to do the deep work. You have to go internal right. to figure these things out and to bring words to how you're feeling. Right. And then once you do that internal work, again, it's now the next layer of decisions and you need to make aligned decisions to align your external reality with your internal world. So if you uncover that your business or your job is no longer fulfilling you, well, you got to make change. Right. It, it, trying right. to fix the thing and trying to mend the thing, it's never going to work. Yeah, because you're a square peg and you're trying to get into the round hole at that point. Exactly. Right? So Stop wasting your energy. Exactly. So <laughs> the first step is make the decision to find that fulfillment. Yes, exactly. And then figure out, are you being fulfilled? Yes. Right? And then take steps towards that fulfillment, whatever. Maybe it's talking yeah. to you. <laughs> right. It, that's what I'm saying. I can't give you like this concrete answer because it's all, it's different for every person. Right. But what is the same in every single person is the decision. The decision. Internal work first, then decision to take aligned action. So right. it even goes deeper. If right. I have clients come to me and they're like, this relationship, a friendship or a business partnership mm. is no longer aligned. And I'm like, okay. What do we need to do? Mm. So it could be relationships. It could be jobs. It could be your own health. It could be even the physical environment that you live in. I've also had clients come to me. They're like, Alex, this city I live in is not cutting it anymore. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what do we need to do? Are we going to make the decision to align our reality? You know, I've done that myself, actually. You now you talk like that. It's just occurred to me. I'm from Maine originally. Okay. And I now live in New York City. Well, technically I live in New Jersey, just over the water. But New York City, I moved to New York City. Kind of for that reason. I felt like Maine wasn't, wasn't fulfilling jam? me. Yeah, exactly. It, right. It's not that I didn't like it. It just, you know, that's what it was. That's one of the reasons why I moved. Huh. I, but I never thought about it like that until you just mentioned it. Yeah, well, this is what's so cool about alignment. Everything needs to be aligned in our lives, even down to our physical location. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Excellent insight. Yeah. So I'm just thinking like maybe a couple of tips for our listeners, you know, when they make that decision to take the action, are there yeah. typically resources that they could go to to help start guiding them in the right direction? Yeah, that's an awesome question. So for what really catapulted me into making these aligned decisions and mm -hmm. to becoming this purpose-driven human being was the environment that I was putting myself in. Mm -hmm. What's that saying? You, you become the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. Oh, Holy crap. That could not be more true. Mm. Like ever in my life. It is so true. Mm. Our environment that we choose to be in will dictate our beliefs. It will dictate our decisions. It will dictate our reality. Sure. So for me, when I started making these changes, I started doing it really early because my dad, he's all about this internal work, spiritual growth, entrepreneurship. So I got a head start. <laughs> right. I was like, I was being raised by this awesome dude who expedited that. So I started right. doing this when I was in college. I'm so grateful. And I recognized once I started building my levels of self-awareness and becoming aware of all these things, I had a very unhealthy group of friends. Mm, and mm. I recognized it was dictating my behavior and the things I was saying. And I remember I read a journal entry from that time in my life. And I was like, who is this person writing these words? Because that's not me. Mm. So I recognized my environment. It was not having a positive impact on the direction I wanted to go in. So I changed my environment. I moved the flower to better soil, right? right? Nothing's right. wrong with the flower. You're the flower as the human. You are beautiful. You are incredible. But you might be in a not so good garden. So I moved, mm. picked up my flower 
moved it to better soil, and I joined Aligned Community. So for you listening, think about who do you want to be around? Mm. What type of conversations do you want to have? Go look at meetup.com. Go to Facebook groups. Mm. Go to a, a networking event. Get your butt out there and surround yourself around the people that have the qualities that you want, sure. right? And you will start to absorb that, right? Because we're little sponges. So I think that's the first step mm. is immerse yourself in an environment. And I know for me, journaling really helped. It just helped me get my thoughts out mm-hmm. and it helped mm-hmm. me make sense of everything. And then the third thing, you got to find your person, whether it's your business partner, your spouse, a best friend, you got to find your person that wants to grow at the same rate as you do. Mm. And you will feel like you don't have to do this alone. Right. Yeah. Good point. No one likes to be alone, that's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely not the best. <laughs> I, You know, it's not the best feeling. I know there are a lot of people. That, I've met people that are, oh, I don't like being around people, but you know, even they have a significant other or someone. No one wants to be truly alone. I know, that's you know? false. They're like, no, Alex, I'm introverted. I'm like, you're not that introverted, trust me. <laughs> yeah, you might be quiet, but you still want to be around someone. You, you know? Exactly. Given the right opportunity, even the quiet mouse will be quite loud. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I totally, it doesn't mean you have to be talking to a million people and have a million friends, right. but go find your person that is also like, hell yeah, I want to do this work. I want to be this person with you. And that yeah. for me, that's my now business partner and having each other, man, it, we would just feed. Yeah. It made a huge difference. We would feed into each mm-hmm. other's growth. We would be that meaningful mirror, that reflection. And it's a totally changed the game for me. Mm. Makes sense. I've always been into health myself. I actually went to college for it originally. Yeah. And, you know, when you're working out, it's the same thing. Right. If you really want to achieve something, even the best athletes, you need to have a workout partner. Amen. And, you know, you help each other. You're always giving each other energy. And if you have a day where, uh, I don't really want to do it, or you're kind of slacking, they're going to hold you accountable. Exactly. And they're going to help bring you up. And then, to take that a step further, then, I don't care if you're an employee, an entrepreneur, you're on a work hiatus, wherever you're at in your life, get yourself mm-hmm. a coach. You need a coach mm-hmm. who can help you with whatever aspect in your life you want help with, health, wealth, relationships, business, spirituality. Because the mm-hmm. beautiful thing about a coach is, usually if it's a coach that really loves what they do, they care so much about their work that they're obsessed with the work that you don't want to do. So <laughs> you need someone pushing you in that way. And another thing is you want that third party perspective because they can see what you can't see and they can also see what your person can't see. So find right. your person and then get your butt a coach for sure. Mm. Good advice. <laughs> yeah. So I think the next part too, that kind of goes along with, you know, this is wealth technique rebels after all. Yeah. If you're aligning what you do with your purpose, how is that going to affect the wealth side? How's it going to bring more wealth? Yeah. Awesome question. I think it's so important. Like all this purpose stuff is great, but how does it connect to my paycheck? How does it connect to my clients? Right? How does it connect to me building wealth sure. in my life? And the way I see it, my philosophy is when you put your purpose first and when you put you first and the work that brings you joy and you mm. really operate from that place, the money will come and it will come more than you've ever seen in your life. Mm. So if you're so focused on, I need to make more money, I need to get a raise. I need more clients. I don't know if you've ever felt this, but it usually never comes. You're not focusing on the thing that will bring you money. Money is just an outcome. Money is a byproduct of doing something. So if it's your main focus, I'm going to tell you right now, it's never going to come. I agree. I'm sure you know this, Kevin. I learned it the hard way. 
when I, again, mindset shift, I think life is all about 180 mindset shifts. When I focus on, okay, what brings me joy? What type of work do I want to do? How can I serve my Mm. clients? How can I transform people? How can I do good in the world? And then how Mm. can I build a business around that? Or how can I find a line job around that? Whatever it is, operate from that place. And believe it or not, try and not focus on the money. I know that sounds crazy and very difficult, but (laughs) it will then start to come. That's what happened with me. With my business, I went from a broke college kid to turn my purpose into six figures in a year. Right? Mm. Um, To me, I'm like, this is unheard of. I didn't know I could do this. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it's only because I stopped focusing on money, 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 and I focused on purpose. So I know that might sound hard for you, like listening. I know it's like, what? What do you mean? Because we're so programmed to Mm. just focus on the money. But that's the greatest opportunity you have. Stop focusing on it and it will come. Exactly. It'll just come. Yeah. I've heard this. I like to do, you know, research on myself and I've read a lot of books about, watch a lot of YouTube videos about, you know, entrepreneurs and successful people and things. It's amazing how often I've actually heard that from different successful people saying, oh, you know, just stop focusing on the money and focus on the value, what you bring people. Yes. Other other things, but like you talk about fulfillment, what your purpose is, they're always pointing to something else. Yeah. The money is the least important part. Exactly. Because it's a byproduct. It's an outcome. Exactly. Yeah. It's a byproduct. It's a byproduct. So if you focus on it, it's never going to work because you don't have right. the, the foundation for them right, to right. grow and, and to even be in right. that equation. So yeah. I, right. And you know what's cool too? What's that guy's name? Larry Fink. He runs like BlackRock Foundation. Oh yeah. Okay. He runs a bajillion dollar company. Billions. Right. And yeah, every every year he writes a letter and it's about purpose. It's about uh-huh. purpose first and yeah, what he's yeah. learned and how yep. his views about money are changing. So yeah, it's, I've right, seen it right. in my own life. And mm-hmm. again, I know for me, it was really tough to take in that advice when I first started getting into this. But when I pushed myself to really focus on what matters, things started to come. I mean, I do still think that people money wise could use a, a coach. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Cause you do have to, you, yeah. there has to be some focus on it, you know? So oh, I, yeah, whether, I agree to, to clarify it. I'm not saying don't focus on it. I'm saying focus on it second, right? Right. Focus on your value and your transformation, your purpose first, and then focus on the money. But yeah, you need to be smart with your money. You need to be educated, sure. but it's just, we got to deprogram and not be so obsessed with it and be obsessed right, right. with the other thing that actually brings us the money. Right, right, right. Yeah. Don't pick your career because you think you're going to make money at it. Pick your career because it's going to bring you the rest of the wealth. Yeah. The purpose, the fulfillment, the joy, the love, all that. Oh, you know. dropping bombs over there. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so money, I guess, is the tool for the yes. purpose. Yeah. Right? Not the reason. Yeah. Oh, I love that. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of, how could we use it as a tool to help us with the purpose? Mm, I think the first thing I want to touch on here is, and again, these are my new and improved beliefs around money and things that I've been working through. Money is just energy. That's all it is. It's just mm. it's energy that flows through the economy. It flows through us. It flows through our bank account. So I think that's the first thing for me. I started to understand that money is not this big, scary thing. It's not this like monster. It really, it's just energy. And I think it's beautiful energy. So once Mm. I understood that, then I was like, hold on. If money is energy, 
And money is a tool to do things mm. that I want, right? I go to, if I want food at the grocery store, I use money as a tool to get it. So I right. started to look at all the things in my life as the things that I wanted to do. So mm. again, it's a mindset shift. Oh, I have so much debt and I have so much this and I have so much that. I like to flip it on its head and go, hold on. You used money as a tool to do something that was meaningful to you right. in that point in your life, going to college. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying student loans are great. I have a lot of them. <laughs> but in that moment, I used money as the tool to do the thing that was meaningful to me. I wanted to go to college. When right. I wanted to get a credit card, I used money as the tool in a different way. It was in the form of debt, but I wanted to start building my credit. Or right. when I got a car, yeah, I have a car loan, but that mm, was mm. meaningful to me. So when right. it comes to your business specifically, if you want to start a business or you want to start a hobby, wherever you want to start, mm. instead of saying, well, I don't have enough money to do that, flip it on its head and go, well, money's the tool to do the thing that I want. So let me go find more of the tool so I can say yes to the thing that I want to do. True, true. Well, you, you are you picking up what I'm putting down? I, I'm picking <laughs> up. You know what? I, I definitely. It, I'm just, it's making me think about, you know, we just had the Hurricane Dorian, right? Yeah. And the Bahamas are just devastated. And now you've got all these relief groups growing over there. So, you know, money's the tool for them to bring the aid exactly. to those people. Money is the tool to heal the people, right? right. To help them. Help? Yeah. You know, did you ever watch those Fast and the Fierce movies? Oh, yeah. I love Paul yeah. Walker. Rest in Paul peace, Walker. But he was great. So, <laughs> so, you know, Paul Walker started one of those relief groups. Did he? I didn't right? know that. Yeah, when he was alive, the majority of the money he made in those movies went to a relief group that he mm. founded. If I can remember the name, I'll probably post it on like our... Yeah. I, can, I think they're still going. I'll post it on our show notes page. But it's most of his money he put into that. He put like $40 million into it. Money is a tool. Well, money was just a tool for him. When, yeah. He kept some. You know, he was worth whatever, $10, $12 million when he died. But most of his money, tens of millions, went into that relief group. And his organization, like there was a hurricane, tsunami, whatever it was in the Philippines, his group was, I think, the first relief group there when that happened. Right. And some other things, too. And I'm sure he'd be over in the Bahamas right now if he was here. I love now, that. It was just his tool. Exactly. Because helping these people in these times was, was meaningful to him. Right. I, I, think, I think when we stop demanding more money, I want more money. And, oh, if you have money, then you need to go do this. When we stop putting those demands and those expectations on money. And we mm. start to look at it as beautiful energy and simply a tool like a fork. I like to dumb it down. I'm like, money is like a fork. <laughs> you use a fork to eat food to nourish your body. You can use money as a tool to do amazing things in this lifetime, to help right. people, to help yourself, right. to put your kids through college, to do right. that vacation that's been on your freaking vision board forever. Right. Bring your family and friends. I mean, who wants to go on a vacation alone? So, you know, if you build enough of the tool up, you can bring your friends or your family or both. Right. <laughs> look at it as a tool. Switch that mindset and you will start to see money abundance. Stop yep. demanding and just start loving the money. Mm. Putting, putting that energy into it. Enjoying life. I mean, yeah. you know, who wants to live a life of no fulfillment? I mean, you, you know, we're talking about it. It's like, it just makes sense now. It's like, right. geez. I want to enjoy my life. I want to have some love and some joy and some excitement and some reason to this life, not just kind of go through life doing a bunch of motions, getting up every day for nine to five. and Exactly. You know, 
well, I don't want to wait till retirement to enjoy my life. Oh, don't get me started on that. I'm like, you, I'm like, hold on. When I went to college and everyone's like, get a job and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hold on. Let me reverse engineer this. So you want me, or let me break this down. So you want me to work my butt off for 30 years and then do fun stuff when I'm 60 or 65 because I finally saved right. enough money to do it? It's like, right. I want to live my life in my 20s and do epic stuff and then build up my wealth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I thought about that too because when I was younger, you started thinking about it. Like, geez, you know, I'm young, I'm ambitious, I'm full of energy. Why do I want to wait till all I want to do is shuffleboard? That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, why am I going to, I might be dead by that time. Right. Right. I don't right. even right. know what life has in store with me. Why am I going to wait three decades right. to start right. doing what's meaningful to me? Right. And again, right. I only think this is, the, you know, older generations, they, they only knew what they knew at the time. So they did the best with what they knew. And now, again, we just have advancement of technology. And right, right options with the internet so we just right. have more options now and that's okay right, so right. let's just take advantage of the options right but you know what i think it's never too late right because if we have any listeners today that are listening that are a little bit older i think oh well you know i've already done 25 years of my career yeah. it's not too late right but, never too late i mean that's what i think you could find a new purpose in what you do kevin one of my clients she is 60 years old she had there been working at her job for over 30 years and she said you know what I am ready to be an entrepreneur and live my purpose. And it's never too late. And she is thriving. She made more money than in two weeks than she ever did in like six months. So she's now seeing money abundance. She's seeing fulfillment. And again, Mm. and I see people who are 70, 80 that are like, I'm starting now. The only person that's holding you back is you. If you tell yourself it's too late, well, then it's too late. If you tell yourself I'm ready and now's the time, then now's the time. Right. That's right. I agree. Now's the time. So before we close today, yeah. I'm going to ask you for a value bomb with the Wealth Tactic Rebels twist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we always, you know, I told you we start with the point of view of if we first look to avoid losses, you know, work on the efficiencies first. Yeah. We're going to have a lot more than if we just go chasing a rate of return. So that philosophy is the value bomb of what in your experience could our listeners look to avoid and then maybe something to do about that. What I would say is to avoid the noise and avoid the complex, right? And I know that might be a little bit ambiguous, but think about what is the complexity and what is the noise in each area of your life? So for example, if if you are have a group of friends and they're just not aligned with where you want to go, that's a, a lot of noise, right? And how can you close the noise and how can you make the complex simple? And Kevin, I think you said you do this work with a lot of your clients. Like a lot of the times people just make things complex and they mm. make it way harder than it actually has to be. And I believe wisdom is so simple. And yep. the truth that we get back to in our lives is like, oh man, that was in front of me the whole time. And it's really easy. Yeah, so right. cut out the noise. If there's financial noise, if there's health noise and complexity, if there's a business job, what really do a like a jerk, I don't know the word I want to say, like put all of the aspects of your life onto a piece of paper and then write out what's the noise and complexity. And then wow, there's a lot of noise and complexity in my life. And I don't want that. And now you have a lot of data, right? To go with to how can I get back to simple truth? Because the simple truth is what brings you joy, meaning, fulfillment, and a buttload of money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good way of putting it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I got to put in my little Alex <laughs> twist there. Make it fun. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, we got to have that joy in life. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, there's so much noise. And again, that comes with the social media and the internet and all this stuff. It does so much good, but we mm. need to know how to work our way through the noise and to make it a little bit more quieter because in the quiet is where I think a lot of our answers can come. Yeah. Excellent. I hope, that, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> it does. It does. I mean, that sounds good for me. Yeah. And Wealth Hacks of Rebels listeners, I hope you agree. So thank you yeah. uh, for joining us today. Great discussion. Uh, lots of fun. Great information. And I'm hoping that this brings someone a little bit of joy and film in their life. Inspires them in some way. I hope so, too. Yeah, absolutely. And before we go, is there anything you'd like to say to our Wealth Hacks of Rebels listeners? I would say my closing line is I just want everyone to remember that things in your life, they don't take time. They take courage. So Mm. you don't need to do a certain thing or wait for a certain time. All you need to do is act in that present moment courage and do the damn thing that you want to do. Mm. Words of wisdom. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks, Alex. I really appreciate it. We're going to put Alex's contact information and her website and her social media, everything, and Hopefully, if I can find that link I talked about earlier, I'll put that oh, in there, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. If you want to chat more and get down with the purpose, you know where to find me. Kevin has all my information, and I'd yep. love to chat with you. I'm always open to meaningful conversations, so please feel free to reach out to me. Absolutely. Go to WealthTacticRebels.com, and you'll find the Alexandra Agresta episode for the Aligned Purpose Profit. And, you know, on the show notes page there, it's going to be all the information. And please also reach out to us, the Wealth Hedge Rebels Facebook page, which you can link to on our website or just search for it on Facebook, and let me know what you think about today's episode. So, again, Alex, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. We all love having you. So, Wealth Tactic Rebels, thank you so much for joining us as well, and have a fantastic day. Want to really see things differently? Take our course in Genius Tactics 201 where we teach you all the wealth accumulating tactics with detailed real-life examples, see your progress with quizzes and a certificate of completion. For course details, visit WealthTacticRebels.com. Sign up today and start seeing things differently. This presentation is intended as informational only. The information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.